0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams Podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: And happy Friday, May 19, 2023. Welcome everybody to Elijah Streams. We're gonna bring Derek Johnson on in just a minute. He's always a fan favorite, if I can call him that. He's a he's a um, dedicated vet. What would be the term? Anyway, he's doing a great job. I think he's even serving the country more as, since he uh, was in the military than what he even was uh, when he was in the military. But we're very grateful for uh, whatever I would call the uncovering of truths, exposing uh, the, of the deep state, even exposing um, continuity of government kind of things. And we'll talk about that today. I always enjoy getting an update from Derek, and he's very detailed in the things he knows and looking forward to that. A quick uh, reminder: Do I have a Johnny Enlow? Will be back with us on Monday, so do not miss that. Uh, we crossed in the air as we were leaving Israel. He was coming to Israel with his team, so we'll probably get a little report there as well. Uh, a quick reminder of the 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 Ugandan and Ethiopian, and all the different countries now. Wells that we were digging that you are helping we're really helping mankind and many of the people are coming to the lord dedicating their lives to the lord because we're drilling fresh water wells for them so here's a reminder of what your where your uh, donated funds are going. and as always i just want to say thank you thank you thank you for helping um Really supply life-giving water to those who are much, much less fortunate than most of us. So, all right, uh, it's time for another Prophets and Patriots episode with Derek Johnson. So here we go. Derek Johnson, good to see you.
2: It's been good a see while. You too.
1: Yeah, I'm always yes, looking, I always I always look forward to sort of an update um, because there's things that you know. Uh, I often wonder when if you know this much that you can share what do you know that you can't share you know there must be some of those things but uh, Derek kind of what let me just uh, have you jump in and begin to talk about uh, what's new and what you're what you're sharing on the Patriot channels now and then now all over the place so let me turn it over to you.
2: Yeah, I apologize. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm in Naples, Florida, right now, and I'm staying longer in Florida than when I uh, anticipated. So. No worries.
1: We always have your cowboy hat uh, anyway, so it goes. It goes along with it. So
2: <laughs> I think I've rec- seen
1: some. I think I've seen some bull riders just wear T-shirts, but now I can't remember. It's like I'm, I don't tend to watch bull riding, but
2: um, I'm having to recycle through my my clothes because I'm like, okay, I've already worn on podcast, <laughs> so I don't want to look like the same. And well, this is my second show
1: today with this tie and this shirt, but usually I usually have one per day. But yeah, I hear you. You're on the road more than you're not. Is that right? or?
2: Oh, that's correct. And then we're uh, we've got some things we're putting together, which uh, I won't say right now until yeah. uh, we get it all solidified. But it's going to basically put me on the road a lot more, which is fine. I love doing it. So I feel like that's where God called me right now.
1: And some people we I don't know if we played we might have played a clip once, but uh you've got a singing career song um and you produce <laughs> music and all of that what per- what you know if you were to say well how much how much of your life is the singing career and how much is this what you're doing how would you define that
2: uh the only singing career I have right now is in the shower pretty much uh, and uh so but you know in the sense of uh the last show I played was probably about a month ago uh, okay. Was- but I still incorporate music and in speaking. So that's kind of what we're going to try to do right now. It's got to bridge the gap with both of them um, and uh, probably try to get some kind of uh tour lined up and something like that. But yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I got to get in the studio in the next month and uh, record about 10 or 11 new songs that I've written. Wow. And, um, so, and, and then right before I went viral in August, I had just recorded another album and those are eight songs I haven't put out yet. So I've got, I'm gonna have a pretty big catalog here of stuff that.
1: Do you tell uh, now? Do you tell people where to find your music? Uh, if, is that something you can share with us so that people say, "Oh, I absolutely, I find you? yeah." Tell tell us about yeah,
2: that. Yeah, uh, old oh, derejohnsoncountry dot com, and it'll take you to all the links that are on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, whatever you have. But because uh, there are two Derek Johnsons, there's a Derek Johnson that's a, a Christian artist, and uh, there's me who is a Christian but I sing country. Um, so, uh, you'll have to differentiate it, but I think he's getting a lot of love too, which is cool in a different way. We've actually spoken. And, uh, so man, I hope you're not getting any, any negative publicity out
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that kind of gig when I got into this 26 years ago, there's Steve, two Steve Schultzes, both were in the prophetic ministry and, uh, someone sent me $500 once, yeah that to support the ministry in the very very early days and I had this by what they said they said I loved watching you in this city well I was never in that city so contacted that Steve Schultz and I said I got five hundred dollars it's for you and a little while later he contacted me he says I got five hundred dollars for you <laughs> so that's <yeah>, pretty <laughs> interesting you keep the integrity going and anyway yes yeah, so there were two Steve Schultz that he kind of fell off the radar so I'm not sure what he's in but anyway well we're go ahead and jump in and tell us what give us an update on what's going on
2: well i think the most recent things that people has been on people's mind is the uh both separately but title 42 is one topic and then probably uh the durham report that came out and um so i'm i'm got the i'm kind of the truth buster here in a different kind of way where i show people um you know with the with the whole title 42 thing that ties into the federal company directives and and that's one thing, people, if they're hearing us for the first time, if they haven't heard my videos before, you have to go back and understand there's two powers in our nation, the military and the federal government. When the federal government's under a continuity government, then the military takes over in a military occupancy. Uh, that means uh, when the federal government's in a continuity government, this, the Constitution is basically, uh, in, in lack of better terms, would be suspended, right? And then the law of war manual is, would be the military's constitution in a different kind of way. Um, so people have to understand that first. And there's federal continuity directives that show we're clearly in a continuity government. Um, so this ties into that, because for people who are awake, or as we call them, that know these things, then we're seeing one kind of side of the story. For the people who don't know that's going on and they're seeing what's still on the black box, the 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 your you know, your phone or whatever, Facebook, all the storylines like that, you're seeing that side. Um, and that's what the title 42 was for that side. But title 42 actually is it's 42 us code, um, two six five. Um, and it specifically is for, uh, it's, it's basically I'll read it word for word. here. it's it's suspension entries, suspension of entries and imports from designated places to prevent the spread of communicable diseases. All right. So it has nothing to do whatsoever. With immigration and policy, really, really, to do with this. I it's know that. Covid only, and here's what happened. So you know, because I talk about national emergencies and things of that nature, Biden. I always have to do my quotes because he's yeah. not a Biden, Biden. The actor, uh, Biden, said he was going to end the uh, national mercy, but it's March 13th. Well, March 13th was a verbal national mercy declared by Donald John Trump. It wasn't the March 27th, National Emergency of uh, the National Emergencies Act, and also the Executive Order 13912, total separate days. That's why people have to know the dates. Um, and then there was a memorandum put out uh, for those who are tracking what we've been talking about. There was a memorandum put out on February the 10th, 2023. All right. And it was showing you how FEMA. It specifically says on February 9, 2023, the administrator of the Federal Emergency Management Agency announced on May the 11th, 2023, the agency will close the incidents, incident periods for all emergency and major disasters. And why that's important is because in those federal continuity directives on each page, it says Department of Homeland Security and FEMA. All right. Well, when you read that memorandum, that's FEMA and in their national emergencies. It's not the National Emergency Act that President Donald John Trump put into place oh,
1: okay. on
2: the 27th, all right? And so and, it's, and this is why you have to read all the way to the bottom, like I tell some people, because they put this right at the very bottom. It specifically says this. Additionally, May the 11th is the same date that the emergency declarations under Section 319 of the Public Health Service Act and the National Emergencies Act will end, according to President Joseph R. Biden. Well, they got his name in a hyperlink. So when you click on that hyperlink, it pulls up another section here. All right, pulls up another declaration under um, the Congressional Research Service. And it specifically says, and this is why you have to always read down to the bottom. It says National Emergencies NEA, so National Emergency at National Emergencies terminates several ways. The president can issue a proclamation terminating the president the emergency. Excuse me, Congress and the president can enact a joint resolution terminating, or the president can let the period for renewal relapse and the emergency will automatically terminate. It's emerge terminate on its anniversary, but since the proclamation nine 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 four issued the COVID nineteen national emergencies act declaration, it was continued three times. So, February twenty twenty one. February 2022, and February 2023. Oh, wow. He, Biden did not, he didn't, even though we know it's not real, those of us that know that, but the ones who don't know that, that executive order that President Trump put in place on March 27th is the one with the national emergency in it. The one that Biden said he was ending was March 13th. Totally different. That was a verbal National emergency by Donald John Trump. That was not the order that went into law. And so, the long and short of order.
1: And so, the long and short of this part is that you're saying no national emergency that was instigated by Trump has yet been um, canceled terminated. terminated. That's correct. In other words, everything that he put into place has continued to be extended. One is it That's one correct. year at a time, and and this is this is one that hasn't hasn't made a lot of sense to me. Because uh, you know, of course, I believe that he's an actor, Biden. It's not the real Biden. But Correct. when he's extending it, if he were had been the real Biden, isn't he extending things that's not going to hurt his? I mean, that's going to it's not going to help his. It client? would hurted. Yeah, it would so
2: actually hurt. Correct. How is it
1: that he's made to extend it? If I can ask it that way, is he is he part like, of? Go ahead.
2: Because is not him. Well, because it's not him. This is the military occupancy. They're still cleaning out what they're cleaning out and implementing okay. what they're implementing. Okay, um, so all
1: right. Uh, sorry for interrupting. I just want to make sure because no, no, we, it's okay. We we talked about this before, and I think you're. A, I think these days you sound like you're being even more revelatory. You're, you're you're telling the truth. We've always agreed that it was an actor, but I didn't know who side he's working for. So are you Correct. are you saying then? That he's working for the white hats and doing their bidding—is that what you're saying?
2: No, no, Could no. You- it's so Biden is a Commonwealth Act number six seven one. This everything everybody's watching is a World War II history repeat. You know how yeah. we always say history repeats itself. So it every law that Donald Trump used in March 2020 was under Fra- Franklin D. Roosevelt. So it, let's just. Let's just paint that picture really quick. So in 1941, bombing of Pearl Harbor, yeah. right? The next day, the next day, Franklin Roosevelt, December the 8th, 1941, he had a speech, all right? And we, we call it the speech that will live in infamy, uh, right? Which which mm-hmm. President Trump alluded to the other night. President Trump called May the 11th, 2023, a day that will live in infamy. So you see that parallel? Yeah. He said that on the CNN town hall meeting uh, the other night. All right, everything he said, though... From 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, he used he used a ton of World War II, World really? War II, at Pearl Harbor. He used a lot of optics. And in March 2020, uh, that's when he became a wartime president for all the for the ones that didn't know about the military occupancy and the federal continuity of government. For the people out there that that still understand enough of law and history, when President Trump federalized one million National Guard act to do that was a direct military order, and he put it in a federal order and if you know that an executive order so it's an automatic law so it's two things that happened all right march 2020 he became a wartime president by every thing that franklin d roosevelt did in 1941 roosevelt he told congress it's my duty under article II of the constitution which says i'm commander in chief of the army and the navy that's separated He said that the president is president of the people, but commander in chief is commander in chief of the military. It's my duty under the responsibility of Article two to respond. And who do you think the military is going to listen to Congress or me? That's what he told him. Well, Congress gave him the authority and the power to restructure the executive branch where a president could declare war via national emergencies. That's in 50 U.S. code. And that's so that act was called the First War Powers Act or the Powers Act of 1941. And it transfers over to 50 United States Code, which is actually titled War and National Defense. And it's under 50 U.S. Code, Chapter 30, 1541, where it says when the president cannot enforce the law, he can declare war via national emergencies in the U.S., right? National, war and national defense. All right. So that's why that's key. And also during that time period, the media asked President Trump, "Are you a wartime president?" Why would they ask him that any other time in history? And it's all over CNN and Fox. You can go look. I those remember that
1: out. question. They were they trying to get him to admit what was going on, or were they more than?
2: Oh, it's just a, it's just all part of the play. It's all part of the this because this is a an operation that has a start and it'll it will have a bookend somewhere down the road. I'm not sure when and how they're going to play it out as far as. Every little intricate detail. The bigger picture, it will have a. It has a start and it'll have a bookend. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Derek,
1: I, when you, me, I, I feel like I'm being a little dense, but let me just ask a little more because I don't, I don't want you to lose your, your okay. train of thought because you're going good here. But yeah, is the picture, is the true picture that not only is Biden playing the part, but he's playing the part assigned to him by this continuity of government? Are you saying that, or are, or, or is it no. still okay? So yes, he's definitely. being
2: exposed. Okay. So all the all the deep state cabal, global elitists, et cetera, are okay. being exposed to the public. President Trump said all crimes and evidence will be displayed to the public in full accordance with the law. Um, so this is a federal corporation cleanout. Now he's just someone had to be the face of that. So whenever the federal continuity of government went into place, that means all three branches of government under cog, then the military occupancy takes over they take over elections they co- take over everything right and, yeah. and you find in and, it and when you read in the federal continuity directives it's not going to say anything about the military occupancy because they're two separate things law war manual deals with military federal continuity government deals or federal continuity directives deal with the federal continuity government okay right but when you read those when you read those fcds we'll just slap slain those down and put them in their acronyms so those fcds it talks about a PPD, which is a presidential policy directive, and a cod's definition is a is where the president has a policy directive that keeps the national essential functions of a constitutional government moving forward. So if like we have tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, then national essential functions. Also, like the defense budget, the National Defense Authorization Act, that's something that has that's a defense budget for all the military. So that's something that would be a continuity of government. So there's national essential functions. What president? So this is a multi-level operation. They're cleaning out the federal corporation, but they're also implementing new things such as the gold bat digital currency, um, and you know, and, and then a war on trafficking, uh, which was which will be the actual what what happened with the Durham report. It, it's deeper than what people think it is, uh, but. Staying on topic here, what, what separates this and what paints a better picture is always going back to that origin. You know, I tell people if it's confusing, you go back here. The law of war manual was issued June 12, 2015. All right. Donald Trump rolls down the escalator four days later. The most important piece of all of it, though, is the Military Justice Act. The United States Supreme Court signed this in 2016, they wrote this. All right but it didn't pass until the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act, which is the defense budget. Why that's key to understand is the Supreme Court wrote that before they went under a cog. Really? They have no power under a cog. So they wrote it in 2016. It's called the Military Justice Act of 2016, but it didn't pass until 2017, which is very important because the federal continuity directives show you clear. That all three branches of government are under a continuity of government it means the Constitution is suspended. They have no power. Oh, so did you, just,
1: did you just say, to clarify, did you say the Supreme Court then effectively has no power right That's now? Is that what you, oh, wow. Wow, Derek. Wow.
2: Everything in these federal continuity directives show you that the presidential policies show the courts and Congress and the executive branch how to keep the national essential functions going just in case right. we have a tornado or something disaster like that wildfires etc those essential functions are still you know obviously important but for the bigger picture of what's going on so the military justice act written in 2016 but they didn't pass it until 2017 defense budget which is a cog that was important all right it's a defense tactic that military justice act It breaks down three things. One, in the very first paragraph, it tells you straight up, military law supersedes civilian courts, civil law. All right. The second thing it does, it separates the president from commander in chief. It specifies that clearly.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give.
2: And it also... Separates commander in chief from Article 3 of the Constitution, which is the federal government's powers. So it tells you right there that Article 2, which shows the president is commander in chief, it shows Article 2 that commander in chief in a military occupancy is the top guy. And you have to understand military orders then. So when President Trump federalized 1 million National Guard to active duty in March 2020, on March 27th, that was a verbal national emergency. He put it in an executive order, which became a federal law, and he became commander in chief that day via 50 U.S. Code Chapter 33. What, what was that
1: date again for that? When he became commander in chief, what was that date you just said?
2: It'd be March 27, 2020.
1: 2020. That's when it. Which it which that's when
2: executive. Long. Yeah, that's when executive it? order 13912.
1: So in other words like 2 months after Biden supposedly inaugurated he's he's officially called the commander in chief am i saying that right 20
2: no cuz you're looking at 20 this oh, is 2020 oh, I'm,
1: off. I'm off by a day
2: yeah. by a year okay
1: so he he became right. that commander in chief while he was still in office uh, as we see him That's in right. office I, however we say that
2: which and here well here's the thing that people struggle with yeah you know, you'll hear you'll hear patriots out there, and I'm not knocking, I'm just saying that because we love patriots, we yeah. are patriots, but you'll hear patriots say, That's my commander-in-chief. No, he's not your commander-in-chief. He's the commander in chief of the military. He's never commander-in-chief of the people. All
1: right. Yeah. Now I you can support
2: him as commander-in-chief. Like you can say, That's my commander-in-chief over the military, but he's not the commander-in-chief ever over the people. And that's why the Military Justice Act backed our founders. Our founders established military first and law, military law first. So if you, it's really splitting hairs in a cool kind of way, because it's saying, look, president is president of the people and federal and civil, and he's commander in chief of the military is so that people have to understand that first. Yeah. And then you have to understand this is a World War Two history repeat. So Biden is what they call the Commonwealth Act. Number six, seven, one in World War Two, Roosevelt and the United States Put a puppet in, a man, a president who met the press and met the media and was a visual face of the Philippine government. But the real president was in what they call exile. And Roosevelt in the US flew him back and forth from the Philippines. He had full control of his military and the protection of his people. So it's a wow. it's and this is under a Gazette.gov. I have the link that that shows about the Commonwealth Act 671. Yeah. Uh, but th- it was it's a heck of a find. It's difficult to find. You don't just get on Google and it popped right up. Uh, so and then you have to be able to pair history and, and understand how they did this. Uh, but it is a it's a clear psychological counter. It's a counter psyop. Really. It's not yeah. really a, a psyop. It's a counter psyop. The psyop that was done on people was the, the career politicians throughout the years using. The constitution but they're actually using the district of columbia that government and trying to operate the country on the D- the district of columbia okay. uh government. yes
1: okay so, so i got it so it says, it's like, confusing I, I, but yeah well, it wants you like you said it's a counter psyop to the psyop the deep state was doing a psyop on every one of us and this is the counter i get that so what
2: president trump what president trump did in layman's terms for people who just were like i don't want to read all that da, 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 what they did The military. They, when President Trump says we have it all, we've yeah. caught them all. We, as the military, judge advocate generals that's who judges the evidence of the crimes. Okay, when if you just want the layman's terms, what they did with President Trump, he came in, he bankrupted the fiat currency, we're going to a gold back digital currency. He's also established a war on all kinds of trafficking drug, child, uh, sex, and human. He's that war is ongoing. We've been in that war a while, yeah. with receipts yeah. showing so. Um, and then the other thing he did was he proved the federal corporation. He is dismantling the federal corporation because in our history, mine and yours, I've seen it too. Every time you have a Republican president come in, the economy will will drop down, and then the defense budget will go up. Right? We are strong. well, we're strong defense wise, but the economy starts slacking. All right. Normally have a recession. Then you have a Democrat get in and it flips. It does a polar opposite. The economy will come up somewhat. Um, and then the defense budget starts slacking. And then we start hearing a chatter of nuclear, this and nuclear, mm-hmm. that and yada, yada, yada. And that's not the checks and balances our founders talk about. That's a wrong kind of checks and balances that only benefits the high level career politicians. Mm-hmm. While all of us down here have been fighting each other. And it's just like a you know, it's just like when you throw chicken feed out for chickens; they just start going crazy. Like, and when you said when you
1: said that he was gonna, he's doing away with the—I uh, don't know your exact words, but he's doing away with the federal corporation. You're talking about the 1871 thing, where that's correct. Grant Grant signed us away our basically sovereignty, that's and, and uh, we didn't we didn't have control of our own nation. We just thought we did,
2: that's, basically. Yeah, we thought we did. And so, what President Trump did is he came in economy was strong, defense budget, 770 billion, and he never started a war, right? And most of the most of the defense budgets over the last 50, 60 years, a lot of the money that was made were because of defense contracts and lobbyists. And what does President Trump say all the time? We're ending defense contracts and we're, we're ending lobbyists because those people make excuses to keep us in wars, wars mm. that for, for nothing, pinning people against each other for nothing. Uh, you know, creating a war, creating yeah. a situation, you know, starting a fire that you can go put out and be looked look like a hero. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that's going to be exposed. Wow. Um, and then two, like the like the Durham report. So transitioning over to that, the Title 42 thing was just a little small, little tiny distraction, because it has nothing to do with immigration and policy. Now President Trump uses it Because they're trying to wake people up and they're also trying to to buy more time in a different way until things are cleaned out. So there's two different ways to play that. Well, like the Durham report, you know, we all knew Russia, 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 Russia. But it's like I told on the radio station today and the lady was not having any part of it. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, people want to talk law and order and they want to say, oh, that's the Constitution. But no one knows what it says. No one knows the origins of law and order. So when you go back, take the same timeline. You take the same law of war manual, President Trump rolling down the escalator four days later, the Military Justice Act. There's a little piece that's missing in between that people, and this is why the media started pushing Russia, 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 Russia. Oh, Russia collusion. There's a little piece that's missing in there in December 2016. See, President Trump, so take your timeline: Law of War Manual, Escalator, Military yeah. Justice Act. Right. On November the 8th, when he won the election, that was the military. The military occupancy had already taken over.
1: Really? Uh, they had already al- taken over. Wow. They had really? already.
2: Because, well, because it, the executive order 13848 was signed two months before any election under Donald John Trump. So the only way they knew about voter fraud was 2016 and prior. Because it was signed two months before. this. That executive order was a war on the election, and not not on people. It was to trap all governors, attorney general, secretary of states, judges, and lawyers. How did they know to write this two months before any election under Donald John Trump? It means they had evidence from 2016 and prior. Who was we? The military, military intel, right? Jamming systems. There's a lot of military intel guys that love me and, and follow me that that, you know, that's what they do. They can jam systems. And there's other few M- uh, MOSs out there that also are in communications that understand this as well. Wow.
1: But we can ask you? 20- this, so I gonna, go, go ahead, and then I want to yeah. ask you... Uh, well, this one oh, yeah. thing I want... Before I lose it, uh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But the, if the military uh, was already under... Uh, took over in occupation before Donald John Trump was elected, that means you're saying that the military... I am um, not sure how to say it. The military be, w- became the occupying military uh, while Obama was still in office.
2: Well, he wouldn't. He, he would be transitioning. And I'll, I'm going to show you how with what I'm going to show okay. in this, okay. what I'm talking okay. about in December. Okay. I'm going to show you in December. Okay. So, but we got to keep people on that, that timeline. Yeah. So yeah. the law of war manual escalator. All right. Military justice set. Then On November the 8th, when he won the election, in the wee hours of the morning and over in the night, I'm the only one that took this picture. Uh, I guess back then God gave me some kind of, I don't know what it was, and maybe I just didn't have any sleep because I stayed up (laughs) all morning watching everything. And I took a picture of President Trump and Vladimir Putin side by side, and it says, ready for reset. Reset has single quotations around it, meaning emphasis on this word. Um, And it said, I will work with Trump. That was November the 9th. Now, let's fast forward just briefly. January 17, 2017, is when that first federal continuity directive was issued. That's three days before President Trump took office. Wow. All right. On January 20th, 2017, when he raised his right hand and took the oath, there were two officers standing right behind him. Remember that we've talked about that yeah, before that the military be intelligence, there. military intelligence headband, and also Judge Advocate General headband. That's January 20th. The second federal continuity directive came June 13th, 2017. So all pun intended, it's already showing you a continuity of government in a different way because the first one was three days before he was elected. The second one was roughly four and a half months after. All right, and inside of those, this one shows its the outline, the January 17th. This means that whole outline. The second one is the implementation outline and there's been five put out since then. The most recent was just a few weeks ago in April, And it specifically says in the one in April, the federal continuity directive in April, it says inconsistency with Executive Order 13961, which was Donald Trump's executive order for federal mission resilience strategy. All right. So all these federal continuity directives are inconsistency with Donald John Trump. If he's a former president, why are they why are they issuing another manager guide for federal continuity government in April 2023 that talks about an executive order from December 2020? So let's back up now. So let's back up. Here we go. We're going to tie this in. The Durham stuff, the Russia stuff, what they were trying to cover up then and how this all ties in while it was Russia, 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 Russia. This is why people have to understand if you want to follow propaganda, you got it all day, every day on the computer, your phone, your TV. It's there for you. But if you really want to know the truth and understand what was going on, you got to go look up the Global Meniskey Act. OK, it was pat, It was signed December 2016. Now, I'm going to read it really quick. I, I'll sure. put some notes here specifically for this. Um, they go. The Global minitsi Human Rights Accountability Act enacted December 2016 authorizes the president to impose economic sanctions on and deny entry into the United States to foreign individuals or entities identified as engaging in human rights violations or corruption. The act, based in part, the act is based in part on a 2012 law focused on Russia, the Sergei Magnitsky Rule of Law Accountability Act, which was enacted in response to the detention and the death of Russia, in Russia of Sergei Magnitsky after he exposed Russian government corruption. The executive branch has implemented the Global Magnitsky Act through Executive Order 13818 of December 20th. 2017. The Executive Order 13818, utilizing other presidential authorities, expands the scope of sanctionable targets as compared to the global minutes gap, and including broader networks of individuals and entities associated with perpetrators of human rights corruption. Now, the reason why that's key is because the Executive Order 13818 is the very first national emergency that Donald Trump declared via an executive order, and it's titled Human Rights abuse. Okay. That executive order alone is the one that kicked off the war on trafficking, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, all of it, and also wow. other forms of abuse that this actually is. It actually outlines that. I'm going to write one more note here where it says it at the bottom. The Global meniskey Act, with regards to human rights, the Global Menisky authorizes the president to impose. Sanctions on any foreign person that the president identifies as responsible for extrajudicial killings, torture or other gross violations of internationally recognized human rights against any individual in any foreign country who seeks to expose illegal activity carried out by government officials or obtain, exercise, defend or promote internationally recognized human rights and freedoms, such as the freedoms of religion. Expression association and assembly and the rights to a fair trial and democratic elections. This is really,
1: really good. So this is an all out war on everything that's been it's, against us, human trafficking, the whole thing.
2: And here's why it's important to understand that Russia's not the bad guy in this and that, that people are seeing the exposure it, it they're seeing two sides of a story again. They're seeing what the black box gives them. That that, if they're not seeking to understand laws and orders put in place like the Manitsky Act, December 2016, that was very key because look at all the things that happened right before that. Then look what happened shortly after. And then the Executive Order 13818, that came in uh, December 2017. Uh, so that was just a, a full year after the the Manitsky Act. All right. So it's President Donald John Trump when it says the president can identify, the president can impose these sanctions. So that's very important for people to see that timeline first. Um, The other thing is, you know, when you when you think of Russia, you have to go. I I, I tell people all the time, like today on the radio, I was like, I, I said, look, these are laws and orders I didn't write or pass. But you, you can't talk laws and orders today and believe in laws and orders today if you don't go look at one back here because this well, is right. the one that's been this is the one that was enacted. This is the one that is in action right now. It has not been revised or revoked. It's still there. So like the Minitsky Act, right? So it pairs with Executive Order one three eight one eight. Well, in that act it says it would expire December twenty third, twenty twenty two. It didn't though, because that executive order was extended another year past september 2023 so it's 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 and that's all the way out to december um 2023 so it's still active it's still wow. being applied and so the thing that the other key with that is when you look at what happened all right so you have executive orders that obama put into place in 2014 four of those that talked about ukraine then you fast forward 2018 well, let's just go back to 2016. The, pres- the president and Vladimir Putin side by side. That picture, ready for reset. Reset. Single quotations. Wow. I will. I will work with Trump. Wow. All right. P- Putin was not. Putin was not the president when this uh, Sergey Minitsky was murdered. All right. He was not the president. He was the prime minister. Okay. okay. Then he took back over in 2012 uh, as president. And then, when you fast forward, that's not that long when you look at two thousand and twelve to two thousand and sixteen and two thousand and eighteen in two thousand and eighteen, you have uh Russia and ukraine Ukraine broke a treaty with Russia all right Ukraine broke that all right that's the same year that Putin handed President Trump the soccer ball. That soccer ball has two major meanings behind it: one, the ball is in your court. You tell me yeah. what you want me to do yeah. okay well, President Trump. And the military already knew. They already knew about what happened with Sergei Manitsky. They knew what was going on behind the scenes. So it shows Russia coming over to help with this. Once again, this global human rights abuse. All right, shows them coming over. The other thing, you look at Victoria Newland. Victoria Newland was a. She worked on the Obama administration and the vice president, who was who, Joseph Biden. All right, she worked under the Obama administration. She secured $1 billion in defense budget in 2014. 2014, are when the four executive orders were written by Obama for Ukraine, protecting their interests in Ukraine. Also, Joseph Biden made seven trips in seven months on your taxpayer money in 2014. Also in 2014, the president of Ukraine did not go through a traditional two-round president. They have one round he was put in. Obama called him two days later. So that all happened in 2014, plus Victoria Newland and a $1 billion in defense mm-hmm. budget. And she's the one that dropped the F-bomb about the European Union, right? So when you fast forward, 2016, the picture and the quote, then you go to 2018, the soccer ball. Fast forward to 2021. All throughout 2021, the Biden administration, this is showing you how Biden, he, took, he would have been taking out way back here they put this puppet in all right and they're going to expose this in a different way so military behind the scenes basically holding the gun behind the scenes and when you look at what the biden administration so 2021 all throughout the 2021 there are no bio labs in ukraine no bio labs press secretary over and over there's no bio labs they did this on purpose all right so then you fast forward 2022 russia goes into ukraine all right but before that, right before it happened, what happened? March the 8th, 2022, Victoria Newland, there she is again, Victoria Newland, who is now the undersecretary for Biden, she's under oath. Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio says, are there bio labs in Ukraine? Yes, but we're afraid the Russians are gonna get them.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/slash give and become a partner today.
2: See, there's see how the Russia topic ties in. It depends on what side you're looking at. See, they're trying to blame the Russians, and the Manitsky app proves that Donald John Trump and Putin are going after all these global elitists. They killed the fiat currency, which funds the fiat currency funds all of this trafficking, that's what Executive Order 13818 did for us in the Global Manitsky Act, went after the funds of these global elitists, to swamp the deep state, and on March the 8th, 2022, Victoria Nuland is under oath saying there are. Then Russia goes in. Russia's bombing the bio labs in Ukraine. They're not bombing towns and taking over the people. Most of, Ru- most of Ukraine speaks Russian, and, and, and a good portion of them uh, were born in Russia. Back and forth because that's uh, th- th- those lands were connected before the Iron Curtain. And on the thing right? on,
1: on, Putin, on the thing with Putin, I, I had seen some patriot stuff many many months ago where the, the claim was when he handed the ball to to Trump that he Trump had the goods on him and so he had to comply with what Trump wanted him to do. That's not your perspective. Your perspective is they got this, they went in and planned this together to to take on the deep state. Is that kind of how you would say that?
2: Yeah, and because of this too, the ICC, the International Courts, uh, we we have a Donald Trump has an executive order against the ICC, and Putin has, Putin is against the ICC too. So it, okay. international criminal court. So why why that's not something he was forced to do. That was something he'd have okay. to do on his own. Yeah, so they're society. like the enemy of my
1: enemy is my friend. Right. So they're they're in this together against the ICC. Uh,
2: and then and the other thing about March twenty twenty two, when you look when 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 Putin and Russia went in Ukraine, right? When they went in there and taken out these bio labs, those were US funded bio labs, Obama administration and prior funded by the US. So it, it but Donald Trump got Russia to go in. And that way Trump didn't start any wars. He got you and that it's just God because of this reason. Trump didn't start any wars. That was a God thing. That helped show that he never started a war. That's good. But Ukraine land originally in, in history, the Ukrainian territory belongs to Russia. And it's in the eyes of all Russians feel that way. All right. So when you pair those two things then you look at them going in, all right, the soccer ball had another meaning. Man, it's just like a, in the South down here. We love our college football. We love football. You can't get people to pry off the TV on Saturdays when college football comes yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so Russia with a soccer ball, football as they call it, the original football, right? Football is. I love to hear. I love to hear natives say football the way <laughs> they describe it. Yeah. And so the the football. Well, the World Cup happened in 2022. Who didn't play in the World Cup? Russia. All right. So there's that soccer ball. And then the president of the World Cup would not let Zelensky have anything on the big screen at the arena. So, see, everything ties in. Even though Zelensky's an actor too, but it all ties in. It depends on what slice of you know. It depends on what side you're on, as far as what like me showing everybody laws and orders that most people don't read. But if you're watching a black screen and you're watching your your phones and you get news that way, that's not news, ladies and gentlemen. That's all propaganda. It's uh and, and you can't look at both um, now, what I do is debunk the news because there's always codes in it in a wartime situation like we're in with the with the wartime president, not a wartime by what people think of Iraq war against him, right. a war a wartime president like Donald Trump and FDR has a set of codes that go with it that control FCC regulated radio and TV and broadcasts it's a 47 US code 606 which is titled war powers of the president so they can if they can shut down TV internet radio they can control the narrative and that's what's been taking place because this was a global clean out it's a world operation and we're not just taking out this section up here we're trying to get as many that work for them as we can. And this has been a seven year war as president Trump says, we've, we've been at this for seven years. Um, so does he, oh, he, he
1: calls it a seven year war, huh? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, Trump, I guess they, they all have to play a part to a degree because he said, if I was president, the, Russia never would have invaded. That's technically true because it wouldn't have served their purpose to go into Ukraine at that time, but it does serve their purpose now. So he can say that and it'd still be true. And he says the I other can thing, yeah. He says I
2: can well, end thing. In,
1: in thirty I minutes, mean. right? And he probably could end it in thirty minutes. For the same well, reason. Well
2: what he said. In the same sentence he said that, he said, um, when I'm president again. He yeah. said you have to be president you have to be president for certain powers, right? Commander in chief's just commander in chief of the military. So they're doing that by the legal manner. Uh yeah. but When I'm president, there's certain things you have to do as president to enact certain things. All right. So it's very key president and commander in chief are two separate terms, two separate roles, duties, obligations, and laws. Um, But he did, it's a World War II history repeat, just a little slightly different kind of war, which all wars are different anyway. Um, So it's really cool, though, when people go read, when you take those timelines and you drop these little nuggets in there. Um, and you can get up in the aircraft view, as I call it, and look down on this, yeah. It then it, it all drops in um, in a perfect, perfect chronological order.
1: Now, in one of the shows, we, the show we had uh, earlier today that was live, this one's recorded for tomorrow, but uh, for Friday, uh, we talked about, this is from a prophetic standpoint, he basically said the prophets all know who's the real president. Now, what they're talking about is anointing from heaven I'm not who's not who's legally raised his right hand and stuff. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm seeing exactly what you're saying. You're saying legally he's a commander in chief and not the president. And I'm kind of going, okay, I get that. You're right. I, I accept him as my president too, but that's just between me and God. In other words, I really think he's pulling, he's, he's running the show right now, I think, but I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts about, okay, he's not the president, but he's kind of running the show. What would you say about that?
2: Well, he did, he did another thing, too, uh, and we can pull that up um, and read it. But in executive order uh, 13919, he did something that, that I'd say no other president's ever done. I'm going to pull it up real okay. fast. Uh, but i got it right here. But executive order 13919, he did so. When you think of the timeline and you look at March 2020, Uh, When he federalized one million national guard act to duty, that once again was a direct military order. All right. That means direct, meaning it's a verbal command. All right. Meaning he's commander in chief. It's a verbal command. All right. One million national guard act to duty. Then he put it in the executive order one, three, nine, one, two, which is also an act, right? So it goes over to, it goes over to a code. So 10 us code,
1: when you say executive order, then then all of a sudden it's in the purview of a president. am I saying that right, right. in other words he he did so, something as a commander then he did something as executive
2: well I'm saying he yes yeah, so he did a, a when he federalized one million national guard out to duty that's a direct verbal order to the as a commander in chief to the military Okay. all right because that he's the only one who can command the military so that means he was acting in the commander in chief role. All right. Right. That's a verbal command one minute, but he put it in an executive order that way it could be extended from the legal side of things. That's executive order one, three, nine, one, two. All right. That's 10 U S code one, two, zero, nine. All right. What's cool about 10 U S code one, two, zero, nine is this. I'm going to pull it up as well. Um, when I raise my right hand and any veteran who's watching this, any veteran who's watching this right now, when we raised our right hands, um, and it's active duty, but active duty can't talk right now. Uh, but any, anybody who raised the right hand, I'm looking up something real fast for you sure. uh, where I can have it pulled up here, ready to roll. But anybody who raised the right hand on was title 10 as well. Okay. That's also title 10. When we took an oath to the constitution, that's under title 10. All right. And the only person who can federalize NASCAR to active duty is the president that's title 10. All right. And this executive order 13912, which is also under 10 U.S. Code 1209, Title 10. Hmm. Right. So it's all under Title 10. All right. So so it's a federal and a a verbal. So when you go read what he did, though, that was March 2020. Remember, that's March 27th. Yeah. All right. So on April the 30th of 2020, so a little over a month, if you want to Mm -hmm. call it that. Yeah. He did something no other president's done. I'm going to read it. It's really short. Ordering the selected reserve of the armed forces to act to duty by the authority vested in me as president, by the constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including section one, two, three, zero, four of Drumroll roll, title 10 mm. United States code, Having determined that it is necessary to augment the regular armed forces of the United States for a named operational mission, specifically the, specifically the quote unquote enhanced department of defense counter narcotic operation in the Western hemisphere. I hereby order as follows. And this is something that is epic. Section one activation authority the secretary of defense is directed to order to act to duty for not more than 365 consecutive days, any units and any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve under the jurisdiction of the secretary of defense. All right. So he gave the secretary of defense an equal authorization. All right. So that means Normally, when you have a, a commander in chief and the president the President the Secretary of Defense is right under him mm-hmm. right, so he gave him equal authority right? and why did he put Christopher Miller in uh around after the election of 2020 if he if he lost the election, why did he put in now, a I new wondered Secretary why of he was
1: appointing anyone It made no sense if he was appointing someone after he had already lost which. Trump which was which, it, that would have meant that Biden would come in a few days later and fire everybody and put someone else in. Right. So why was he wasting you, his time?
2: You got to do the Trump dance with me. You got to <laughs> do the Trump dance. The Trump. Because <laughs> because. Because we're under military occupancy and that yeah. started way back here and we're under a continuity government. So it's yeah. it's continuity. All right. Let me read title T though really quick. This is okay. really cool because yeah. it, he he also did something that's that's. Uh it is pretty cool. So it put in here to provide additional authority to Secretary of Defense and Homeland Security to respond to the national emergency declared by proclamation nine 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 four, the authorities under section one two three zero two of Title Ten <laughs> and sections and, and sections twenty-one twenty-seven, twenty-three zero eight, twenty-three, one four, in 3735 of Title 14. Let me tell you what that did. Those titles under Title 14 call back all prior service veterans, all retired veterans, Whoa. and also former commanders and officers, and also Coast Guard retirees. All right. So that means me, that means every veteran walking, breathing right now is in Title 10 of this. It, that's been extended out to March 2024.
1: What is that called? So, I mean, is that called active duty? What is that called?
2: Oh, we would go back to yeah, we would go back to active duty. It would mean all veterans, all prior service, all commanders, everybody would be called back into active duty. Uh, not not in a not in a capacity of which we would stay in the military, but under this emergency. Wow. So.
1: Derek, when this when you when this whole thing got launched, you know I love it how you said first the the uh, the 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 law. What's it called? The first the, the law manual. The what's what's the, the law manual? Of war manual? The, the law of war manual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, four days later, the escalator, and then you know. So that whole thing had been planned out in your preview. He'd been planning to do this for a very long time, and he clearly didn't do that in the last couple of weeks of his uh, considering to be president, this was a long time.
2: Well, and it wasn't, it wasn't, and let's be honest, president Trump is super genius. He's a, he's a five B chess player, but it it wasn't just president Trump. This was the military came to Trump. It was a God alignment, a God Alliance. And this is a biblical operation first before it's monumental historical. Uh, but it wasn't just president Trump. President Trump wasn't the one he, he had military attorneys and federal attorneys, write uh most of this stuff because even the law of war manual tells you that it tells you that in the very first paragraphs it said that military attorneys and federal attorneys uh wrote this so it's people who align with with god and the foundation of our nation which was founded on godly uh principles um and uh the united states of america um is uh we we are what we are we're different there will never be another united states of america Uh, We are it. And uh, we got people who are in place and empowered that that know that this was a humanitarian thing. And if they didn't put a foot in now, uh, it would have been very ugly.
1: What would you I mean, either you what would you speculate um, is going to happen between now and twenty twenty four? There's going to be theoretically a real election in twenty twenty four in which Trump will win. But what's that all of that understanding is outside of the the fact that uh, there's a continuity of government thing in place, continuity of COG, you call it. What what What's going to happen between now and the election? What what do you see happening with all of these military operations? I see you put on these, uh, you're often putting on your telegram about the, the flights, they're overfli- overflights of uh, the United States, of military planes, tons of them. Um, what would you describe that's happening with all these planes over the U.S.? And what's, what do you think is going to happen between now and 2024?
2: Well, so the, the, the aircraft that I show, a lot of them are National Guard. They're out of their state jurisdictions. Once again, the only person who can federalize a National Guard to act to duty is the President of the United States of America. We just discussed that. Um, and so they're out of their state jurisdictions every single day. The the National Guard's motto is one week in a month, two weeks a year of, of duty. Uh, and that the odds that they've been out of their states every single day, multiple, multiple, multiple states, and the United States jurisdiction, um, once again, it goes back to the order that was given. Um, and we have some veterans out there that are slow to that, and they'll tell their families and friends that's not happening. That's not how it works. That's exactly how it works. They uh, The military, we're a chain of command. We work on orders. Yeah. Um, and the only person who can the only person who can federalize national guard active to duty is the President of the United States. That's the only way that the states can be out of their uh their national art can be out of their states every single day like that and that order was given way back here so what's going to come is a lot bigger uh breakdown, but I can just uh just to summarize it others that have to go on and watch uh some of my other shows that I do right. but Um, But the bigger breakdown is uh, when you read those federal continuity directives, uh, they have this, these two acronyms in there. One's called an ERG and the other's a DERG. Uh, The ERG is emergency relocation group. The DERG is emergency response group. All right. The evolution emergency response group. All right. So when you, uh, when I've been showing recently, this flipped about probably two or three months ago, it started running real heavy, uh, which was after president Trump's CPAC. Uh, speech, but all of a sudden, cause he said specifically, uh, it's everything's calculated. So in in November 15th, 2022, he said, we're going to decimate street crime by 75 to 85%. That's martial law talk. Um, he uh, started is, talking. That
1: is, that is martial law talk. Cause how can you do it other than something like that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And then
2: so he, well, no, and then he, and then the CPAC and Waco speeches, um, he started talking about tearing down bad and ugly buildings, and how we, the people, get to participate in building these beautiful cities back up, naming the streets, naming the roads, yeah. naming ten, you know, new like that. ten
1: new cities. Ten new cities we were, we were going right. to put out to forbid. Yeah. To, to anyway, go ahead.
2: Correct. And then he, uh, then he spoke on. Um, he said, uh, started with Waco. He started saying that we're going to take the homeless off the streets. We're going to put them in FEMA camps. We're going to give them the Medical attention that they need, and also uh, we're going to give them mental therapy if they're the ones that need it. Um, he said, but it's also not fair for us uh, law-abiding citizens to walk down these city streets. The filth and corruption that are on the streets—we uh, should not have to walk in fear in our cities. That right there is talking about what these federal directives set up. All right, so what they're going to do is—I don't know when they're going to do it, but I know it's ramping up. Everything's ramping up right now. Uh, but after those speeches. On the, the flights, I keep showing, there's a lot of aircraft running with the letter E and a number, R and a number, G and a number, ERG, Emergency Relocation Group. Okay, so it all ties in. Um, so, what what you know, looking at those aircraft, a lot of them are UH-60, uh, Blackhawks, uh, Lakotas, uh, Chinooks, a lot of Chinooks in the sky, um, all over. A lot of them are in major cities, flying around what major they, cities, and they, also, those
1: are helicopters. What are helicopters doing? I mean, patrolling? Well, what, is there something going on?
2: Well, they're, they're 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 doing a lot of recon, right? So they're seeing their exit routes and things of that nature for when okay. they what'll happen. Um, they'll go in these cities at, at once, like President Trump said way back. He said, "Never again we voiced to the." public what's going on with our military because if you find out guess who else finds out so the only way you could really go into Detroit and Chicago places like that is is control the media and if if they can control it what they will control the media if that's the route they do they could go in a city one at a time but I think they'll swarm all cities at once and, and hit an EAS at once and keep everybody at home because you can't have people in the cities when the military goes in to extract not only homeless, but also uh, if there's any safe houses, any rats still floating around out there, these BLM, Antifa, and all the ones that were doing all these crimes, uh, yeah. the street games, and MS-13, uh, you can't have people in the streets. Uh, so that's also why those codes are in there because it's going to require all military possible that's capable, um, yeah. which are active, and not just our reserves and our National Guard, but also prior service. That's already trained in this. See, Bob, we've already well,
1: yeah, trained this stuff. I, I he recently said uh, one of his speeches or interviews he, about we're going to have the biggest. I, I'm going to use my deportation. language deportation operation in the history of the world or something, and and uh, that right. would might require that kind of level of uh, participation where you don't don't necessarily have to carry a gun and everything, but you you might because you're trained to do well, yeah. that. And
2: go ahead. And we train and we train in that. And I you know, and I I, I sympathize and I have empathy in, in many ways too. But I, I you know, I hear a lot of guys out there that are, you know, I'll fight for my country if I have to. I'm not knocking you, you probably would, but uh you're not gonna be the first call. We we've got a code that shows prior service and retired and also uh former commanders and, and former everything, but you know, it's gonna require people who are already trained in that. We understand the language. Uh, it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, yeah. it, even if you've been out of it 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, uh, the military. That's why the military life is different, because it, it is it's a total different law, total different role, total different obligation, uh, total different language. Um, and that's why those codes are in there first. And uh, we also know how to uh, take orders from people who who have uh, been planning this a lot longer, yeah. uh, because obviously the, obviously the guys who are to duty. Um, still in, and obviously the people who are National Guard um, still in—they've um, been training for this a lot longer than us. And, and but we know the language, and and guys that been out, we can hop right in and roll, um, and also be able to take no sleep and uh, lack yeah. of this and lack of that, and you know. Yeah. So we're we're just training it, right? So, but that's the that's kind of what I see. And then Gitmo, uh, the the Gitmo, the grit mode, the, uh, the trials were coming up, the tribunals. Um, is that supposed think, to be uh, summer, talk, of
1: the, summer of this year, summer uh, 2023? Uh, is that the
2: idea? Well, it's starting June, uh, June and uh, July is what the DoD itinerary says. Uh, I've got the calendar and everything, and uh, of course, I'm supposed to be going. I talked. Matter of fact, I talked to my Gitmo contact this morning, and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna try to aim for mid mid June or somewhere in there. We're, we're just aiming for it. That I'm. What gonna do you have to do, to, uh,
1: Derek? If it's not too personal, what do you have to do to get on a um, if you're not on active duty, how do you get in to see that? What, what, what entitles you to do? Oh, uh,
2: well, uh, so I got hired on, I got hired on by uh, this radio station. Oh, okay. um, and I, wow. yeah, So, so I have full uh, press pass, full uh, press credentials, and um, also just passport. But you have to have, it, it has to be someone who's get, been given the uh, invitation or the, uh, you know, the full itinerary from the uh, CENTCOM yeah. uh, central command um, which is in charge of all the uh, press going back and forth uh, to Guantanamo Bay. But it's it's not just Guantanamo Bay we have. I mean, we have Guam. We have Northern Mariana Islands. We have the uh, Virgin Islands. Uh, yeah, that we, have we always force. say
1: Gitmo as if that's the only place, but I, I just recently seen oh, that no. there's multiple places where the – are they building facilities in all these places to uh, 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 house – I no. mean, like maybe, the, maybe this is your speculation, but to house – Hundreds and hundreds of prisoners, or what?
2: Well, they did what well, they did with Gitmo. They expanded it by five hundred million dollars. Um, I didn't, you know, I haven't heard if they've expanded all the others, but uh, but there's been a lot of air traffic, <laughs> a lot of air traffic in the the Guam from Hawaii and from Australia to uh, Guam and uh, from Japan to Guam, wow. um, and then there's been a lot of air traffic from Belize to Gitmo and from Florida to Gitmo. Wow. Uh, a lot of air traffic that way. Um, and then also Diego Garcia, which is not ours, but still it's uh, in the Indian Ocean, um, right up under India, the Arabian Sea. But we, it's a lot of air traffic. We've had some aircraft go down there as well, Diego Garcia. Um, and a uh, matter of fact, that was one of the comms uh, from the Reawakening Tour, which um, you're the first show I'm getting to share it on. So awesome. When, awesome. When, uh, when General Flynn called uh, President Trump, it showed the screen, and and President Trump is saved as Natalie, the the female name Natalie forty five in his phone. Well, Natalie in Jematria means general. It means Diego Garcia, and it also means uh That President Trump was that, a, so was that a
1: slip or was that an intentional calm when that happened?
2: Oh, was it's a just uh, it's yeah. uh, it's all it, everything's God appointed, you know. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you gotta, nothing's you, a slip.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you know what? You're brilliant, man. I See, I want to ask you maybe just one more question, and that was, um, on the comms, is there any other com that you haven't shared that you, that is so interesting, or uh, that you, that we should know about? That when he said this, he meant that. Anything else that comes to mind?
2: Well, yeah, on the CNN town hall uh, the other night, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, there were so many comms that were dropped, but uh, that since that's the most recent that we've seen him. Uh, in action, I, I kind of thought. There, so I, I show you one that I really love. Was yeah. uh, I watch a lot? I watch I watch a lot of old TV shows. And don't get don't don't take offense to that because this one <laughs> probably wasn't old to you. It's probably wasn't old to you, but uh, <laughs> it won't be. You know, you. But 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 for me, you know. But I love Columbo. And Columbo, oh yeah, you know that was it, a
1: great one, great show.
2: Colombo thinks like I think backwards. I do the same thing. I try to like what the way I think right brain, left brain, and I try to dissect things a little differently. Uh, but Colombo used to walk around. You know, he never could find a pen. You know, but he always, yeah, yeah. he always, he always had a pad right here, right here, and he'd go, he'd do like that. And President Trump the other night, he did it like a little, and he reached really? in and pulled that pad out. Right, so he pulled out that paper. He did kind of like a, and he was like, oh, well, I just so happened to have it. That was fun to me. That was not necessarily fun. I, I saw was him start to
1: reach in, but I didn't see him do that because I wasn't watching for it, I guess. Wow. I didn't know that.
2: And so, so there's that. And then the, but the calm, uh, the, probably the, the coolest thing the whole night that sets up for military tribunals um, is the fact that she kept repeating over it. This was all set up. Like I said, like, people got to understand all every little thing, every little minuscule thing is all part of the military occupancy and under the cog. And it was set up this way. She kept saying over and over and over and over and over. She said, there's no, sir, sir, there's, there's no proof of that. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's no, she was talking about the election, right? Election. Uh There's no evidence. Then she went on to say, she went on further to say no evidence of Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. She didn't say Nevada. She didn't say any other states. She said those three states, President Trump via the United States Supreme court also in December, 2020, he, via the Supreme Court, via the state of Texas, filed versus Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Georgia. All right. And everything, the U.S. Treasury is located in Texas right now. All right. Yeah. Everything's going to Texas. The first state that's going to go back digital currency, except for the first yeah, one from three, Texas. Think, yeah. All right. So, so that, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence sets up for tribunals because there's nothing that President Trump can say to you or I or anybody else that – we already know we believe it, and we, he has evidence. Can but I if, he were, if he was going to try to tell a Democratic audience or a liberal audience that hate him or loathe him and all the other stuff, there's nothing that man could say that he could say that would convince him otherwise. Right. The only person who could do that are men and women generals of the military and also world alliance generals that would show – this is what's been happening to women, children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was a setup. Uh, the other thing that was a calm was I've been exonerated. He said, I've been exonerated. He didn't say acquitted. I've been exonerated. Yeah, exonerated means completely clear of any yeah. suspicion.
1: Yeah. Right? Okay. Wow. All
2: right. So he yeah. said a lot of other things. There was a like lot of you stuff. said,
1: the, 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 this, to clarify, I, I'm not sure if you said what I think you said. You said everything is set up. This is a whole setup, And then you said she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. Are you saying she was part of the, she was a willing participant in this play?
2: Well, and I think it could also be a, a willing participant in a sense of also uh, exposing CNN because President Trump specifically said um, before it on True Social, he said, I'm going to go on CNN, Are they a new CNN or are they still the same fake news? So he was already setting the scene. The other thing is this girl, all right, she's from Alabama. She went to the University of Alabama. Where did I – where was I born, Alabama? Where did I do my undergrad, University of Alabama? Maybe that has something. I doubt it. I just like to throw that in there. But she was kicked out of the press room in 2020 because she was being rude trying to ask questions very loud and yelling and being disrespectful to president Trump in 2020. So it it was another form of a setup. So people can go read that. I mean, so she was one of those that was, yeah, she was removed from the press room in this, in 2020. That was a
1: confusing one. I can't figure out if she's a, you know, what you mean by it's a setup because, you know, using Oh, well,
2: it's a, well, it's, it's all part of the military occupancy. Everything you got to go to who's running the show. Yeah. Uh, none of this. We're still under the military occupancy. We're still so, under.
1: So wait, wait, what you're saying policy. is when Trump went to do this CNN program uh, interview, he knew ahead of time what was going to happen.
2: Are you let saying, me tell you. Let me let me okay. show you how. Okay. Where was he? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn. I'm going to host. Yeah, what state Instagram? was
1: he in? Uh, I don't remember, but it was conservative territory, I think, wasn't it?
2: No. no? N- New Hampshire. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Has New Hampshire ever gone to a Republican president? I doubt it. No. The other thing, why was it all Republicans asking questions At that why, night?
1: Well, why did they all applaud every time uh, Trump got it right, you know, responded? The audience was favorable to him.
2: Look, look! If if you're gonna go speak somewhere like me, I have to go on show. I get emails all the time. Why'd you go on this show? Why'd you go on that show? That guy's this, and I'm like, so the audience doesn't matter, right? So the audience don't need to hear it. So sometimes you have to be like Daniel on the lines. Then do you think mm-hmm. Daniel want to get in the in end with a line? I don't think so. Do you think Shad rap me, Shad and Bad want to jump fire? I don't think so. But they knew God would be there with them if they were prepared, and they had God with them, right? So it's yeah. like I tell people, President Trump, why would he go to a place where he already knows he has their vote? It's all planned. This was all. It's all going to add up. I promise you. When it when it has a bookend on it, we can all yeah. celebrate. Uh, and I'm kind looking of way. forward to that <laughs>
1: bookend. It'll be fun to look back and laugh and say, "Oh, we thought this and we thought that." So that's amazing, Derek. Thank you so much. This is amazing. This is fun too. So uh, we'll have you back, and hope hopefully when you go down to Gitmo, if you have ability to either broadcast from there or come back and report to us, that would our you know our viewers would love to get a firsthand uh, view. Is that so? You it's like you're going either June or July. Is that what you said, or what?
2: Yeah, we well we we were scheduled originally to go July, but I uh, talked to her today and uh, going to try to go down a little earlier if we can. Um, yeah.
1: so we'll see. Love to find out what's going on. I, I know our viewers would totally love it. Hey, Derek, thanks a lot. Again, sure. Thank you for your service, not just for what you did uh, before you became a veteran, but as especially after you become. I think you're, you're accomplishing even more uh, when you're uh, in this post-active duty or however we describe that. But well done, man. I appreciate it very much. So quick reminder, everybody, Johnny Ennell will be with us Monday, so do not miss that. Derek, thanks again. I appreciate it more than I can say. So have a great day, Derek, yes, and we will see you all on Monday. Bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time at elijahstreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to elijahstreams.com/give to become a partner today.